you're always going to see the gap. You're always going to focus on the gap. If everything is on the horizon, your goals are on the horizon. You're, they're always going to change. You're always going to be that far out. I used to live life like, well, this is what it's going to look like in a year. And then right. I, then I was finally like, wait a minute. Uh, someone actually said it to me like, wait, wait, no, you need to live for today. Get ready to tune into stories of average men striving for greatness to become the leaders that are needed in their homes, in their career, and their communities. This is the Brotherhood of Fatherhood podcast. What's up, guys? It's Scott. Today I have with me my really good friend, Alex Shouty. And uh, hey, look, he's been on a trip. So I'm like, dude, we got to chat. I, I want to catch up and I want to capture it because I want you all to know that we have some really cool stuff to talk about. So you really just need to tune in. It's going to be awesome. But first, what one thing we're going to be talking about is uh, the big event, the big event, Montana. Yeah. Um, yeah, kick ass, right? So this is in September. And like, look, do yourself a favor, just listen to this and then go to brotherhoodfatherhood.com slash events. There's no oven there. So brotherhoodfatherhood.com slash events and just go sign up because we're going to sell out and, um, and you just need to get on that list. We've already sold some I'm super pumped. Um, we already got, yeah. Anyway, what's up, brother? What's going on, man? <laughs> I feel like I haven't talked to you, like talked to you like this in a while. It's been, it's, it's been madhouse. Yeah, it has. Um, yeah, so like you were saying, we took a trip. I, uh, my wife and I went to Ireland for a week, and that was our first solo trip in ten years. That's awesome. I feel, it, I feel weird saying stuff like ten years ago, twenty years ago, that kind of stuff. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not old enough to say that. <laughs> so we'll get back to the Ireland trip. But I was on a walk with my wife, and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm turning. 49 next month. And she just, yeah. her jaw just about hit the ground. She's like, 49, you can't be that old. I was like, thanks, babe. But yeah, dude, like I'm, the reality is it's real, dude. It's crazy. Yeah. You're younger than me, but it's, it's crazy. Well, what's funny is, uh, uh, you know, like I'm at that age where like, well, my kids are at that age where they joke around about like, they call me an old man. Right. Yep. But, yep. Uh, and that's just normal. Right. My son's 13 and you know, you got two boys that are teenagers and uh, they, uh, but I really think about this and, and I'm not saying this at all to be super arrogant or cocky, but I, I, I thought that the, like you always think that the uh, previous generation or things like that, like, Oh, everybody looked older, that kind of thing too. You look back at pictures and stuff, but it's not just the generation. It's, it's like health, right? Yeah. Do I know people that are 30 that look twice as old as you do? Yeah. Well, <laughs> you don't look like you're going to be 50. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's ridiculous. Right. And then, I, I was still, besides like the gray right here in the beard, um, being in, a, you know, you move around just the general uh, population and you see people that like drink all the time and smoke all the time. And by no means am I saying I'm like this like pinnacle of like health, but like I'm in good shape, you know, work out yeah. four or five days a week, jujitsu, diet's awesome, right? So I don't smoke. Um, that's the big one. Smoking is the, like the one that like ages you hard, right? Oh, big time. Yeah. Big time. So, um, don't have like a hard lifestyle in, in regards to, you know, alternative substances. So yeah. So, well, that really so does age you. Yeah, yeah, it does. So when I, when I, especially like when I worked in bars and clubs for so long, I would see people, the funny one was when I would uh, run into people like I went to high school with when I was still living in the area where I grew up and uh, they would come in and I didn't really recognize them. I'd see an ID 
And I was like, oh, and they're like, hey, I went to high school with you. And I'm looking at him like, holy shit, what happened to you over the last 10 years? And this is like at 28, 30, 32. And it's just like, you've had a rough 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So uh, the, the number isn't really a big thing anymore, man. No. It's really the quality of life, like where you're at. Like, I don't, yeah. I, somebody's like, you don't look 42. And I was like, well, what does 42 look like? You know, like, what does 49 look question. like? Yeah, it's, it is so. a good question. People used to tell my wife and I all the time, like, you guys don't, you guys look like you're in your 30s. I mean, and this right. was just up until, and it's not bragging again, like a year or two ago, it's kind of declined. And I think that has to do with some wrinkles. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so I'm like, okay, so that's happening. Uh, yeah. But, but again, don't drink. I don't live that hard lifestyle, never have. And I think that makes, yeah, it makes a, it does make a big difference. But man, Last year, I took my wife to uh, Costa Rica for her 25th wedding anniversary, and um, I was just like, man, I wish every man would just do something like this. Him and his wife would just go away. And have you guys done a, a big out-of-country trip before? So no. So this is our first up. one. Yeah. So this is our... So May 20th. So this was like our anniversary trip. So May 20th is our 15 year anniversary. We've nice. been together almost 19 years. And then, uh, yeah, it's like, it's weird to hear you say you've been, it's your 25th anniversary. Dude, we were high school sweethearts. Yeah. We got married right out of college. That's yeah. what I'm saying. They're like, it's like, it's, it doesn't even sound like you're old enough to have a 25th anniversary. <laughs> 25, like quarter of a century, right? That's crazy. Yeah. 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 So, um, but the, the, yeah, but with five kids, you know, uh, all being younger, getting getting someone to watch five kids is no easy endeavor. I mean, we even like looked a couple of years back at parceling them off. Like, okay, the boy goes over here and then we'll have her, you know, maybe her sister or brother come into town and watch these three, you know, and just, it never really worked out. And then finally like, okay, we have to just plan it and do it. And the time it worked out well, where my sister and brother-in-law were staying with us for a little while as they transitioned out of California and they're moving out to Nashville. So and uh you know so we're like hey can you guys watch the kids for a week since you're staying with us for a couple months and they're like yeah it'd be great so it was awesome. literally our first yeah and then once we i mean hell just even on the plane we were like there's no kids like what are we <laughs> just us <laughs> just us it was uh it was great yeah so it's literally our first trip in 10 years solo besides like five years ago we did like an overnighter when we were in washington to canada that was like three hours we we flew her brother up just to come stay the weekend with with the kids um it was and it was before phoebe was more so it was only four kids so only four. um yeah only four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well we got five now and then we got a dog and just you know so um Cute but, dog. yeah Cute dog. Man, it's so fun but yeah just the solo trip thing but once we we realized like like anything else in life, we by day two we were just like okay we have to like we number one we really needed it for like our marriage it was really mm -hmm. important like the dates just weren't enough anymore like two hours here three hours here that kind of thing even though those were important but you know just that decompression is a little time we're like okay we have to plan these at least once a year so we already planned our next trip before we left yeah. yeah and then we'll we'll book it the whole thing so that way it's just done. Cause it's kind of like when we moved out to Montana, like we paid for the gym membership before we even had a house, right? Like yep. you got to put a flag down, you know, so, okay, we're doing this, this is going to happen. And then we'll figure out the logistics. I mean, kind of like this event, right? Like we've been planning this for a few months that we got coming up and it got to a point where like, okay, we just got to pick a date so we can actually start booking stuff. Yeah. Of like what happens, right? You know? So, yeah. you know, and that's what we did. And now it's all right, here we go.
the com- it's well it's just a, a commitment level like yeah like you yeah. said plant your your flag in the ground you you mm-hmm. and your wife are like we're committed to doing this because we saw what this has done for us i saw you, you shared some pictures of you went to ireland right yeah 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 and you shared pictures and i told you this in my in response the pictures were phenomenal the the history every the, the architecture all the things you shared were phenomenal but my very favorite were the way that you guys were smiling i could tell you were enjoying each other yeah. and just feeling free and you know I, I hope you're okay because I'm just going to drop this. But you yeah. know, a year and a half or two years ago, you really had to like dig down and work on your marriage together. Yeah. Which, um, so for me, I'm going to get all emotional about it, like literally, because I watched you like you were struggling, you were hurting, mm-hmm. and, and you know, both of you. And now looking at that, it was like, I'm not your dad, but it was bad dad proud dad moment because I remember you saying, Hey man, I'm going to, I have to focus on this part of my life right now. And then here you come full circle and you guys are beautiful pictures. You can see the smile. You can see it, unless you're really good at faking it, but you can just see in deeper yeah. that you're just mm-hmm. happy. And so yeah. really proud of you guys for doing that. But Thanks, man. I, I really like that. Um, you're just already, we're, this is where we're going. This is kind of the timeline because then you have to make things work. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot like the straight, the, the, the event we're running, like once you like say, Hey, I'm doing X, Y, and Z, it's going to cost me this much money. It gets real. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. And it's, uh, because you can, um, I've talked about this at nauseum in multiple platforms, but the, that, that concept of like someday and soon and like, it's this fairy tale place, right? Like it doesn't exist. Oh, right. Man. Um, like unicorn land, I call it. <laughs> so, well, it's horizon. Yeah. The horizon is never in front of you. No, it's always oh, there. It's always, yeah. Yeah. It's such, yeah. I, I learned about this in the, in a book called the gap in the game and mm-hmm. it's a really good book. I would recommend it to anybody, but it's like, Hey, look, you're always going to see the gap. You're always going to focus on the gap. If everything is on the horizon, your goals are on the horizon. You're, they're always going to change. You're always going to be that far out. And, um, so I love that you said that because I used to live life like, well, this is what it's going to look like in a year. And then right. I, then I was finally like, wait a minute. Uh, someone actually said it to me like, wait, wait, no, you need to live for today. Mm-hmm. And what does that look like? It looks like living for today looks like planning a trip a year from now. I know that sounds yeah. weird, but you're actually not just planning it. You're doing action steps to get there. So, yeah. Cause if you just say like, you know, hey, we're going to go to Ireland, we're going to go to Costa Rica. We're going to, and, uh, well, when are you going? Um, oh, sometime. In, and, and then just like day by day, life happens week by week, month by month, you know, but there, people say all the time that it seems like time moves faster when you get older. It's not that time moves faster. You're just doing more things. Yeah. I, ideally you are right. You know what I mean? And fr- from a standpoint of like you're busier, especially if you have a family, uh, even if you don't, if you're involved in multiple businesses, whatever it is. Right. Um, so you have, you, there's more things that, that happen throughout the day. So it seems like it moves faster. Um, but it's good in one way, but the other side of it is it could be detrimental because you're not actually um, committing to doing things for yourself and actually putting that, like, like we said, you know, planting that flag. Like I'm going to um, a jujitsu seminar in Vegas in June, right? You know, it's, so just doing things where, um, like investing in yourself, like n- not just jujitsu or um, you know CrossFit or any anything fitness endeavor or you know whatever you want to do. Um, or like, like, you know, your buddy Leland who came out here to do the, um, mm-hmm. um, the Spartan race, right? Like doing things like that, I think are really important for number one, like self-development, but number two, 
uh, kind of taking care of yourself. Because think about it, right? Especially if you have a family. Like, how often did you go take trips with your buddies when you were younger, right? Like a Vegas trip, a camping trip, that kind of stuff. And then how much does that not happen as you get older? Whether you have a family or not, but as you get older and you take on more responsibilities, you tend not to like plant those flags and say, okay, this day I'm doing this. I'm blocking off this time, regardless of what it is. Uh, I got a buddy of mine who's a sheriff here and, uh, and he blocks out like a year ahead of time. He blocks out weeks of, for hunting trips, for snowmobiling, for like, you know, and he's married, he has, he has kids, uh, he's a full-time sheriff, you know, but he still does all these things. And sometimes he gets a little flack for it. They're like, oh, you're always off like dicking around. Like, I wish I could ditch my responsibilities. He's like, dude, I plan it. I plan it like a year out, you know, because yeah. that time's going to come regardless, right? So, right, right. This episode is brought to you by the men of Alpha Hippie. Alpha Hippie is the premier men's coaching company, helping the men of Brotherhood of Fatherhood step up and be the change they want for themselves and their families. Alpha Hippie is for any man who feels like he's struggling to take action in his life or like he's burned a few too many bridges on his rise to the top. If you're the type of guy who spends all his time reading self-help books, trying to meditate, or consuming endless self-improvement YouTube videos, but nothing is quite landing like you think it should, then Alpha Hippie is for you. If you feel stressed, depressed, stuck, lost, or like you're not living up to your full potential, then Alpha Hippie is the answer for you. In the Alpha Hippie program, you will destroy your limiting beliefs, regain control of your life, and start to live with inspiration and motivation. Alpha Hippie is not one of those sign up and forget about it programs. We all know about those. It's not just watching a bunch of videos from a 20-year-old life coach. It's a program built by men for men who are ready to make a change and delivered by men who've gone through this themselves. That is very important. We have lived in the trenches and understand what it takes to rise up and craft a life worth living. If you're ready to stop making excuses and invest for yourself, then head over to brotherhoodfatherhood.com slash alpha. Again, that's www.brotherhoodfatherhood.com slash alpha. Yeah. Yeah. I, and that's uh, such a really good skill. You, you brought something up that has been really on my mind, I've been thinking a lot about like, why, why are we doing an event for brotherhood and cornerstone? Like why? And the real thing is, is, um, because if we don't, who will? (laughs) And honestly, I, you know, we've created something we want to do. Yeah. And, um, and this came from, and I'm, we've told this story multiple times for me saying, Hey, what's an event I can take my son to or whatever? Like, I need some leadership things. And you're like, dude, you just reached out. We're, we just got to create our own. Like, we got to yeah. stop talking about it. It's like preaching to the choir a little bit. Like, uh, yeah, let's do this. So I'm I'm super excited. I think um, I've talked to all the guys that have paid so far. Mm-hmm. And I said, like, what's your, what's what are you looking forward to the most? <laughs> And this is a real epiphany for me. So I want anybody who's listening to really kind of think, get a hold of this. They're like hanging out with you guys. Yeah. They're like the shooting, super cool. The, the BJJ, super cool. The rocking, super cool. The fireside stuff, super cool. But really it's just the connection and hanging out with cool guys. I was like, yeah, but you like, I thought about it. I'm like, yeah, that's really 
what it is, but you're also just doing really cool things with those guys. So it's like yeah. the ultimate combination. So I'm looking forward to it, but I've done a lot of soul searching. Like, why haven't I done this stuff before? Like, what, like, why haven't I involved myself in any of these things before? Um, it's because usually these things have like one thing, like you're going to go do something really hard. You're going to do like this mm -hmm. massive challenge, or you're going to go, you know, sh just learn about guns and you're not going to know anybody there. Uh, I think it's more of like having people, it's a little bit bigger or, or tighter of a scope. It's, we're going to do a bunch of things with guys that are really like-minded. They all want to grow. Right. They all want to be better husbands, fathers, um, business owners, leaders, whatever the case may be. And that's really the differentiator. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I, I turned this into our, our, our event conversation, which wasn't really intended <laughs> that early, but yeah, it's all good, uh, I'm really looking forward to it. So what was the best part of Ireland, man? The best, well, it's twofold. It was number one was definitely spending, uh, all that time alone. Um, you know, without, without the kids with my wife, like that was mm -hmm. really, um, I didn't, I'm at, on some level I knew we needed it, but at the same time, I didn't realize like how much, like we really, really needed it until, you know, day two, day three in there where, um, and it was great because we had like a general itinerary, but we weren't, didn't schedule it like hard and yeah. we would spend days, we'd walk like five hours, seven hours awesome. around like Dublin, Galway, you know, these different places. And it was so cool just to like, walk down the street and you turn and you see the sign and like, oh, this monastery founded in like 1084 AD. Like it's just like right there. Right. And it's, don't get me wrong. I love America, but it's just, we, you forget sometimes how young it is in regards to um, like our architecture and things like that. Right. So um, seeing stuff like that, it just, it's mind blowing, especially for like the first time, you know, it's there, you read about it, that kind of stuff, but it's so different when you're actually there, you know? Yeah. Um, and so getting to experience different things, realizing that um, this is a large coffee. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, "Hey, man, I ordered a large cup." And they're like, "You American jackass!" Like, like, like this little like eight ounce cup, and like that's a large. I'm like, "That's not a large. How dare you? Where's my Slurpee coffee?" <laughs> yeah, no, that was fun. Uh, just the different things you experience in a different country, as far as uh, with the, driving on the left side of the road. Well, that was weird. You know? Oh, it is. It's so first weird. time I'd ever done that. So yeah, stick. So if you want to double down on a challenge and scare the shit out of your wife while she's in the what she considers the driver's seat and is now the passenger seat. <laughs> Sounds awesome. I, yeah. I didn't drive. When we went to South Africa a few years uh -huh. ago, I didn't drive, but it was opposite side of the road. And it yeah. was a such a weird experience. You did it feel is. like you're going to die. It's not like left, right brain like paradigm. Yeah. You know, you're just yeah. like, everything's flipped, right? It's it's almost like, um, it's... It's uh, it's like looking in a mirror, but it's in, but like in a camera mirror. So like if you, cause you click in the camera, like in a, you can flip it. So, you know, the other hand is moving like, and so it's just, it's just weird, man. It was totally this like dynamic of uh, having to kind of rewire how you, like how your brain worked and how you, your motor uh, function is with like shifting. Yeah. How like, did you get a manual trans? I own a manual transmission. I have a standard transmission truck. It's a 2021. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's and I love it, but how did yeah. you how did you do that? Well, in Europe, they're all they're all like well. Let me rephrase it. <laughs> At least in Ireland, right? There was the majority of the cars are all like stick, um, huh. and even the buses they're they're all like manuals, like the newer ones. They're all yeah. It's funny. No, not the big big buses, but like the you not, know, yeah. little transport buses. Yeah. yeah. 
So, um, but so that was funny. And, uh, I didn't think about it cause we got off the plane. It was like after 20 hours of like, you know, hopping flights to get to Ireland and then I'm half asleep and they're just like, Oh yeah. You know, have you ever driven on the left side of the road? It's like, Nope. And then they have this whole diagram. Like, you know, when you get to a roundabout, go left, don't go right. You know? And then, <laughs> and then when, uh, uh, there's no no turn on red ever. Like if it's red, everybody stops, right? Because oh. you know, like here we got right turn on red, right? You just treat it like a stop sign over there. No, because in, especially in Dublin and downtown where it's so packed, it's kind of like New York or LA where you've got so many people walking. It's so dense um, in this compact space. It's like all the lights turn red, then everybody walks, not just like this crosswalk, like all four directions. Everybody gets to walk, all the cars stop. So there is no right turn red or left turn mm-hmm. red there. So there's a traffic rules. A couple of things were different. But, but when they mentioned like, oh yeah, you know, and, and it's a manual or and I was like, oh, okay. And, uh, and I got down there and I don't know why, but we get to the car and open the door. And I was like, oh yeah, I got to go to this side. And then I see the stick on the left. And I was like, what the hell? And I was like, well, of course it's on the left. It's going to be the center console. It's not going to well, be the door. Gonna, you know, it's going to be so interesting. <laughs> it was so weird. So shifting with your left hand. I was like, wait a minute. Did they flip the pedals too? Because if they had flipped like the gas and the brake and the clutch, I would have been like, nope, nope. Like I'm, I'm going to like, I'm going to crash before I get out of the parking garage. Yeah. So, but no, that was fine. So Very cool. it was fun. After like day and a half, you start getting used to it, but you don't realize how much you start veering to the left because when we drive and we're driving on the right side of the road and we're sitting on the left hand, we always constantly keep the car towards the left. Right. Mm-hmm. But you've been driving for 20 years. And all of a sudden, you're getting used to keeping the car on the left, but you're on the right-hand side, so you're not gauging how close you are to that side. And my wife's like, oh, my God, you're going to hit the wall. Because <laughs> the oh, car keeps God. going. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, all the things to think about. like, But right. don't think about them before you go. Just go immerse yourself yeah, in it. Just go have fun. Yeah. Look, the worst case scenario, if after a day, and I would have been like, look, I'm going to kill myself or I'm going to hit something. Like, I don't feel safe driving. I would have turned the car and we would just Uber it everywhere. It takes taxis. Yeah. You know, like, it would have been fine. So it was nice when we were driving across the island and having a car, you know, like our own car, we can go and just make stops wherever we want. And so that was cool. Um, yeah. And my sister and brother-in-law were with us. So, I mean, my sister and brother-in-law, both of them, like my wife's sister and her husband, they Very came cool. with us. And yeah, so that was fun. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And some days like we'd hang out together and other days we would like, they'd want to go do something or like, you know, and he was more uh, like wanted some stuff scheduled out and my wife and I were more like, we're just going to go wander for seven hours. That's like, awesome. We'll meet you back at dinner or something. Like that. I think that yeah, was a so. really smart move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just yeah. so you guys could connect on your own. Yeah. No, it was, yeah. it was really, really good for us. So yeah, that was, uh, you know, just, just that quality time and experiencing things, uh, with my wife was, was really important. And then the other part of it was that she, I guess she had this idea that I wouldn't, you know, cause I'm like the uncultured swine and, <laughs> Yeah. She's an intelligent one, right? So, but I guess she had this idea that there was these things that I would I didn't want to do with her, like you mm. know, experiences, right? So, like wander around Dublin or um, go see thousand year old churches, you know, go to museums. Like she, she thought like I was not interested in doing that with her. And every day she was like, "What do you want to do?" I'm like, "Whatever you want. Let's just go walk around and go find shit to do and go experience stuff, or let's go check out like the Dublin Castle or look, you know, whatever it was, right?" So I think doing it with her and see her seeing I was actually engaged and I found interest in it and I wanted to do it with her and I really enjoyed it. It was, uh, it was really good for, for us, right? Like that connection, right? Cause I could say it all I want, but for some reason she just kept thinking like, Oh, you don't want to do this stuff with me. Yeah. 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 Well, and it's good to work through that. Like, and I think it's really good for men to put some of their own expectations just aside, be like, I'm, yeah. 
I'm on board with what my wife wants to do. And um, maybe that's hang out at the pool all day, or maybe it's adventure, you know, whatever it is. That's really, that's awesome. And I think it's also good to leave the house, let the kids kind of experience life without you as well. You didn't come back to burnt down house and, or kids with no hair or anything, right? Everything no, went everybody well. Everybody was good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably yeah. renewed, probably gave them a little more uh, appreciation for you guys as well. Yeah. No, they, you know, they did really well from what I, you know, what I, uh, what I heard and, and they're a little bit older now, which is good. You know, I mean, they're yeah. still young, you know, four, nine, twin nine-year-olds, 11 and 13. But one of the things we started getting a lot more over the last year, um, being out here in Montana, um, is we get a lot of people that come up to us and tell us that, um, they get to know the kids or talk to them. They said, your, your kids seem older than they are. Oh. And so I'll take that as a really good compliment, meaning that they're when I ask them, what do they mean? They say like, well, like I don't expect to carry a conversation with a nine-year-old like that or like with your 11-year-old or like I'd be, I can't remember the last time I talked politics with a 13-year-old, you know, and right. and he actually had reference, like not, not like he's just this political genius, but like he actually understands, he's paying attention to world events. He has an opinion. Um, he, like when you reference something, he's not blind to it. Um, he's paying attention to what Elon Musk is doing. Like all the, you know, so, so for me, I take that as like, okay, we're doing something right like as parents. Cause sometimes, you know, you feel like oh, you just utter failures, you know, <laughs> because you pay attention hard to the losses versus um, like your wins on a daily basis as a parent. Right. Well, you, you, yeah. you just, you just talked about the gap in the game and gain again. I mean, that's that whole right. book is teaching you how to do that. I remember teaching, learning this from a coaching course I was taking a couple of years ago and they're like, you should be doing wins with your kids every day. Yep. So I started doing that and it was really hard. What, what I real, what I learned and what I realized is that what in, unfortunately in school, um, our community, our, our culture, we're focused on where we need to improve. What did we not do up to the best of our abilities today? And right. that goes to the kids. So it was really hard for them. Like, Ooh, what did I do good? What went well today? Like, mm -hmm. and it's, it's, it's a training. It's, it's gotta be a training. So it's good to see that. Like, right. Yeah. Got to focus on those good things. Yeah. No, that was good. And then, uh, um, the Guinness factory, I never realized how big it was places. Oh, I bet. It's like, like eight blocks. <laughs> Sitting wow. like, it's huge. Yeah. It's like the Disneyland of beer, you know, <laughs> and the history, right. Just the, the history of, uh, um, you know how long it's been there and then when you first walk in they have like encased in glass on the floor like the one of the original like nine they have a nine thousand year lease for that property right you know <laughs> so when they first, i know <laughs> so and just the whole history behind it and like how it was strategically placed it wasn't just they opened a distillery anywhere it was um or brewery it was uh you know they would they specifically he put it like you know he put it there because that's where there was like um, you know, fresh running water coming down from the mountains. And it, it was, it was so interesting to learn about that process. And, and, and there, I didn't know there was a way to drink Guinness. Like it's not like you, there's a, they taught you how you're supposed to drink it. You know, it's not, you're not supposed to sip it. You know, you got to take like big gulps because you get the sweet flavor from the bottom and then you get that, that bitterness from that, the, you know, from the foam top and then combined, it makes like that true taste of Guinness. And we got to pour our own, you know, uh, from tap and they taught you how to do it and how you wait wow. for it to settle. Yeah. It was so cool, man. It was fun. Wow. That's, yeah. that's really cool. I, I, yeah. I've talked to some other people have gone through that process. Uh, Josh actually is one of them, I yeah. believe. And he was, um, cause he's been there. 
but it sounds it sounds epic i uh i just think that everybody should get out of the country yeah i think there's just such a good perspective that happens on what's going on in your own life what's go what's what's only part of like the us and not part of the rest of the world and sometimes it diminishes our our concerns and sometimes it you know it shows why we need to be concerned about things so i just think yeah. it's such a great experience well, it gives you perspective too, right? Yeah. Like it gives yeah. you a different perspective. Um, it gives you also like, if you don't have it already, like a good appreciation for, because there's some things that are really great about it. And then there's not so like, you know, Ireland is generally like a socialist country. So there's yeah. a lot of other things. Like nothing opens at till 9 a.m. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So, because you don't have to, right? <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. And then that's kind of when it starts. And then, um yeah so like going to a coffee shop at 8 30 and they're not open yet it's like hmm okay well <laughs> i'll just dream of caffeine yeah. at this moment yeah i guess nobody wakes up till 8 a.m you know it's just so but uh you know it's uh yeah you don't realize what um um certain things that are um you know that you would consider normal here in the u.s uh, versus like when you travel overseas so it gives you a different appreciation for things Right. And there are some things that they do better. You're like, oh, that's, that's a smart way to do it. Like tipping. Right. Like it's not a thing there. They don't like in restaurants. Right. Like you have to ask to when they like on a card to pay more. Like, so you have to tell them what number you want to put in. There's no line on there to write in the tip because they pay their people more. Uh, and it's not a cultural standard there. So, yeah. 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 So when you tip them, they're like, oh my God, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so that's so funny because yeah. we were at the, we, we were eating out with my oldest the other day and he's like, mm -hmm. why do there's people that want to get rid of tips. And so what they're doing right now is they're just not yeah. paying. And I'm like, well, that's really, they're like trying to prove a point. I'm like, that's really not the right way to deal with it because these people tend to get really low yeah. hourly wage. They can make great money with the tips. So mm -hmm. it needs to be a little more systemized if we're going to do that. Just not tipping somebody's actually hurting the process. <laughs> like, eh, but yeah, that's, um, that's a whole nother conversation in of itself. Yeah. I like to tip. I think it's no, I do too. Yeah. I, I don't like that. Um, here it's, it's an expected thing versus like what it was supposed to be, which was like, you know, thank you, you for job. this exceptional service. Good job. That kind of thing too. Now it's, um, I specifically remember one time, uh, it wasn't even like at a high end restaurant or just a normal diner. Um, service was horrible. Um, this was before we were even married. My wife and I were just dating at the time. That tells you how much it was like ingrained in my head, like how much it annoyed me. <laughs> we were talking like, you know, 15 years ago, 18, whatever it was. Service sucked. The waiter sucked. Uh, just, you know, rude. Um, you know, always acted like we were bothering him when he asked for something. And like, hey man, like you work here. So <laughs> literally it's what you do. You're called a waiter, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, so Bill comes, right? And, uh, Give them the card, you know, for the bill. And I paid, literally, I paid exactly what the bill was. And then, uh, you know, signed it. And then I crossed the line. I always, I learned to do this. Like, you don't leave stuff blank. So I crossed the line across the part where it said tips. So they can't write anything in. You know what yeah. I mean? So, yeah. um, you know, so I did that. And then I made sure I got a copy of the receipt. And the guy had the balls to say, hey, man, you forgot to tip. And I was like, no, nah, I didn't forget to tip. You see, you actually crossed it out to make sure you don't get a tip, dude. That was horrible. Like, you know, <laughs> he started arguing with me. Oh, there's, there you go. <laughs> Real great at his job. And I told him I was like flat out. And the manager came out. And uh, 
He's like, what's the problem? And I, t- and I told him, you know, we were talking to him. And I was, dude, I'm like, I'm young. So I'm not being like super, you know, I was in my early 20s. So I wasn't being very like tactful, you know, in a yeah, way. But, yeah. but, but the guy was being an asshole. So I wasn't. <laughs> and, and I told him exactly what happened. Was, well, you know, he might have had a rough day. I'm like, that's great. You know, sucks. You have a rough day, but you know, you sucked at your job. So. <laughs> hey dads, I am so grateful that you've made it this far. If you are ready to pull the trigger, book a call with this link right below. If you're still with me, I want to introduce you to Angelo Sisso, our fatherhood mastery coach. Angelo has 10 years of experience coaching men, and we are really excited for him to bring the fatherhood mastery program to the brotherhood. He has developed a four-week intensive program that is going to teach you the foundational elements of mastering fatherhood. Angelo is here to tell you a little bit more about the program. Thank you, Scott. So our four-week fatherhood mastery program really begins with thinking about everything from the foundations, from the ground up. First, we're going to talk about physical mastery, then mental mastery, emotional mastery, and spiritual mastery. And we're going to focus on giving you guys the tools and practices to be your best self, best father, and best husband. Thanks, Angelo. Hey, guys, be the father that your family deserves. Click apply here below. And let's get this thing started. Well, the, <laughs> if the manager starts arguing with you, you can see where it comes from. It comes exactly. from the top. There's yeah, an expectation. Sure. Yeah. doesn't matter how we perform. We're going to get what we want. My wife went on a trip with my son to um, a small town they were visiting. And they ordered an Uber, an extra large Uber. Mm-hmm. Uh, an SUV showed up. And my son had a large golf case. And he's like, um, we didn't put this in the back. Guy's like, ah, no, it's all my stuff back there. Yeah. And made him sit with his... The, the golf cart, the golf thing barely fit in. And he had his feet up like his knees were in his face. What? My wife was in the in, up in front because it couldn't fit. And the guy's t- windows were tinted so dark. He had to roll them down freezing. He had to roll them down every single time he needed to right. turn because he couldn't see out. And I'm like, do not tell me you tipped this guy. Yeah. And she tipped the Uber driver Aww. 10%. And I'm like... <laughs> No, tip is not a given. It's an yeah. earned added bonus. I mean, I'm like, oh, and I'm like, did you rate him? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, well, I rated him well because I didn't want him to be mad. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we we got, there's there's this place in between, right? Yeah. Well, that's that's what I mean. Like, it becomes like this cultural thing and avoiding, um, you know, confrontation and that kind of stuff. And yeah. And I even remember like talking, you know, in that conversation with that waiter and the manager and, uh, and I said, um, I said, do you really expect to get a tip even if you do a crap job? Like, do you expect to get a tip? He's like, we know they only pay me like $4 an hour here, right? And I was like, that's your choice. Like, yeah. you chose to come work here. Right. So if you're choosing to take a job that pays you like barely below minimum wage at that time, and I said, and you expect to survive off tips, maybe you should do a better job. Like, right. yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. It's like... It's like being in sales and having your, you know, your entire income is based on commission. And just being shitty at it and still expect to get paid. I'm like, you haven't sold anything. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 So yeah. it's yeah. a it's that's an entitlement thing that I really have an issue with. I really yeah. do. I really struggle with it when somebody just feels like they deserve because they're breathing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We could go probably talk about that all day too. Uh things are things are going pretty well for you. <laughs> You've had a good six months. Yeah, man. past yeah, it's been everything's going well, man. I have like 
I, you know, you can find something to complain about, but no, if everything's, um, everything's good. I have no, no complaints in general. Um, life's good. Business is good. Um, good. you know, uh, uh, marriage is doing well. Like you mentioned earlier, you know, like, uh, putting in the work. Yeah. Putting the work in and making it work and doing, doing the things I need to get done. You know, don't get me wrong. It's not perfect, but nothing's perfect. But, um, from a standpoint of where we were like over, a year ago when me and you were like looking to start getting into business together with podcasts and things like that. And then I had to put a hard break on that and be like, Hey, um, you know, some stuff came up and I got to really, you know, put the work in here with my marriage. Otherwise I'm going to lose it. Um, that wasn't that long ago. I mean, wow. it was about a year ago, actually. Now wow. that I think about it. we're in, we're in May. Right. So that was yeah. like, it was right after my father-in-law passed away and that was in February. So and then all this stuff started coming up in like March. So yeah, just over a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, I think there's a, a while back, I felt like everything was going right in my life, right? Like mm-hmm. everything was smooth. The podcasting was going good. Group was growing well. Business was doing well. Marriage was great. Kids were in good place. And I just kept thinking every single day, like all I need to be doing is preparing my, enjoying the moment, but preparing myself for right. the next challenge. Yeah. And uh, it's it's a hard mindset to have when everything's just going great, but uh, yeah, I, I just I just seems like you're you're doing really well. And I was like I said, I was really pumped when you said you were taking off to to Ireland. Um, what's the status of your podcast? You're kind of on a little bit of a hiatus. Starting back up again. I actually um, have episodes booked to record. My Good wife and I start ours back up again on Wednesday. Put a hard one in. I just kind of realized where. Um, I was, you know, a few months ago, I was getting to a point where um, a couple of other things I was doing were taken off and then uh, just busy time-wise and yeah, required certain things. And I didn't want to get to a point where like, I noticed I had to start like rescheduling the podcast and rescheduling this because calls were coming up and I was taking on more responsibility with some other things and, um, and then not overbooking myself with like my family too. And I said, okay, well, where can I take a break? And of course, just from a standpoint of like income and family time, whatnot, podcasting, even though I love doing it and it's something that's really enjoyable. It's not a, um, you know, it's not something that was at a point where um, I have all these commitments to, you know, podcasting in regards to like right. a bunch of sponsors yet and, and a schedule and that kind of thing too. Right. So, um, so, you know, kind of a little bit bittersweet where like I, I had to take a break on that because I didn't want to just put stuff out just to put stuff out. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So, um, so now in a good groove coming back from the trip and I kind of parred some stuff down and I even got better at kind of optimizing my time with like, um, systematizing some stuff, you know, yep. you know, learning a few things actually from, uh, working with your, uh, you know, your, your company VAs for gym with the podcast. Right. Yep. So I was able to apply that to my business. Right on. And yeah, so that freed up a lot of time for myself. So now I'm like, okay, ready to kind of get back into doing them now too. So. Yeah, that's good. I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm always trying to make sure that I'm as optimized as possible, but it's mm-hmm. really, it's a, it's a work in progress, man. I mean, it's just like, uh, and, and the beauty of the, the, the bad thing about that is, and I'd warn you and anybody that more productive you get, the more you can fill time with work and other things. So you gotta <laughs> like, gotta protect it. It's like, Nope, not doing that. Not yeah. Doing you know, it, which you I really to, value that you did. that. Right. Yeah. And you have to, put in like as far as um you know time where you don't do certain things like one of the things like i noticed where i can get myself in a little bit of trouble is when i try because this 
this this makes like everything so easy, right? You yeah. know, you can, um, you know, I run a security company, a private security company. From like ninety percent of it is this, and then another ten percent is on the you know computer. So I probably spend like a hard two hours a day on my laptop. That's not a lot, yeah. Right, um, and the rest is just maintenance from the phone. Uh, but there's times where I'm doing stuff with the kids, uh, whether it's homeschool or whether I'm doing something like that, where um, I have it there because I have to monitor certain things, but yep. uh, I can easily start engaging and then going down rabbit holes. And then what happens is I start doing that and then the kids need my attention and I've already given them, I've given them the, the impression and the conversation, the commitment that like you have my time for the next couple hours. Right. And then I'm telling them like, wait, and then I'm telling them, yeah, exactly. <laughs> And obviously it doesn't go well. Right. So now, um, so I'm doing what I'm telling him not to do, which is like, Hey, this task that should have taken you five, 10 minutes to do is taking you an hour because you've added more chaos to it and arguments and distractions and that kind of stuff too. So those are things I'm still like fine tuning and trying to get better at. Uh, And I think that's where, at least like in a marriage, I think that's where like the partner comes into play. Cause my wife's really good at, you know, letting me know and not like in a way where she just, you know, nagging or, or harping or telling me like, don't work. Cause she knows, cause she runs an online business, but like, Hey, you gotta, you know, you said you were going to do this for two hours. Like, you know, I understand you're running a company. Like if somebody gets shot, like you have to respond to it or if there's an incident or something like that. But, um, you know, if you said you're going to do this for two hours, put your phone down for two hours. Right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 I've, uh, I've been suffering from a really bad, uh, neck and shoulder pain. And I haven't been able to get rid of it. And I realized that this does having the phone up in front of me is really bad. So yeah. I'm like, like, okay, I'm going to put my phone over there for hours and do right. everything. But, uh, it, you know, there's just, it's so easy to get sucked into it and, and work mm-hmm. will fill all the time. It will. Yeah. And, oh yeah. And, uh, I've always been like this zero notifications guy. So mm-hmm. if there's a text that hasn't been read or a message or email. And I don't know, I probably have it like 20 or 30 on my computer right now, like with five different apps. And I'm like, yeah, whatever <laughs> it is, what it, <laughs> it is, what it is. And what I found is that without putting out the fires, other people really kind of figure out how to put out the fires. Right. If you just ignore them long enough. They're like, oh, he's not going to answer. I got to figure this out. And I've realized that half the time when I'm like, hey, how can I help? They're like, I figured it out. I'm like, right. that's right. Okay. I need to train myself to not go so quickly because we're actually doing people a disservice when we, you know, put them at the forefront and, and uh, yeah, it's, it's a constant, it's a constant battle. Well, here's the thing. So it's like, you know, how we were talking about, um, you know, our trip and, and making it work and putting the time into um, really, you know, um, focus on ourselves and like for my wife and I just take some time away and whatnot. And then, and actually having to plan it and do the, um, commitment of yes we're going to do this trip and here's how we're going to do it and then we book the trip and then and then we'll start planning the logistics as far as like getting people to watch the kids and do all that stuff too but one of the things was when my sister and brother-in-law you know agreed to watch the kids for the week i was like okay i got to make this as seamless as possible for them because they're taking on a lot of like because it's not just babysitting five kids like they have a life right they have a school schedule they have i mean we'll be homeschooled we par down what was being done they're all in jujitsu 
um, you know, the different things like my son's in like civil air patrol, like all these different things that they do mm-hmm. and places they have to be during the week over like an eight day period. So I was like, okay, I'm going to make a schedule for them and just make it really simple. Right. So I put the whole thing together and I hand it to him and they're like, holy shit. <laughs> so you don't think about it like as a parent yeah. and you're just doing stuff, but when you actually wrote, write it out. Right. And here's the funny thing. So I'm going to, if you'll let me, I don't know if it allows or not, if I can share my screen with you really fast here. I'm sure it'll let you. Yeah. Um, okay. You guys see this? Oh yeah. You got blocks. So in orange is just their jujitsu schedule. Just in orange, like, you know, Monday. Through- <laughs> so if you guys see in- this, it's pretty insane. Yeah. If so you're listening, their- it's insane. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so this is their like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, right? And I even have it up here. You can see, right? So I've made this whole thing out and it should- we left Friday to Friday, right? So yep. so this is like an eight-day span. The days, the only, yeah. And then the days are not jujitsu, right? It was like, and then we broke down like who gets to make what meal. So like my son likes to make breakfast this day. So we broke it all down, lunch, dinner. Uh, what wow. days to get treats, church, school, screen time. And then I made like a chores one. So, and then of course, like the contact list, right? So I did all this stuff and uh, it made me realize like how much we do on a daily basis with the kids. Yeah. And then, and here was the awesome thing that I didn't realize another win we got out of this. We put this together and I show the kids and that way they knew what like, you know, their aunt and uncle would know about what was going on. And I think like day three, I got a text from my son. He was like, Hey, I really like the schedule. It's really cool. You know? And I was like, all right. And we got back and, um, we asked them like, Hey, did you guys like having that? Even though you know what you're supposed to do. They're like, yeah, it was awesome. I knew when I was supposed to shower. I knew whose day it was to do this ah, chore and clear that. Clear expectations. Yeah. Super weird. Right. <laughs> so now, um, we talked to the kids. We're like, do you guys want us to keep doing that every week? And they go, yes. I say, cool. So now this is part of my routine I'm going to do, which is like wow. on Sunday, I'll, I'll put the schedule out for the following week and just print it out and put it up on the kitchen, on the, on the fridge and the kids can see. And, uh, you know, because it is, of course, like I'm 42 years old. Like I have this expectation. One of my biggest frustrations is the kids not doing what they're supposed to do when they're supposed to do it. Right. Like weird. Right. Right. Yeah. It's like I'm supposed to, my nine year old is supposed to be super task oriented. Like I know 50 year olds aren't task oriented. Right. right. So, so giving her something on, on, on the fridge where she can see that, hey, today's my jujitsu day. So I should have, you know, and it even says on there, be ready by 345. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that means have your gi, have your stuff, boom, 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 boom. You know, so I think that you're, you just made a really good point. This, this is from kids and families is people just can't, read our minds and uh, boundaries and expectations are incredibly important. Yeah. And, you know, and, and understanding like what the expectations are. My wife does it on a whiteboard, but I'm thinking like, why are we doing it on a whiteboard when we could be doing it on a Google sheet? And it's so much more, but the boys check on that like crazy, like, Oh, right? today after school, yeah. I have this and, you know, and, and I'm the one that runs everything from my computer. So I'm like, yeah. Oh, there's a yeah. whiteboard. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but that's, yeah, it really makes a big difference with family efficiencies and then responsibilities. Your kids probably realize, wow, you know, without realizing it, without verbalizing, they have a lot of responsibilities. Yeah. Yeah. And that helped them a lot too. Cause I even put in there cause we just got a dog a week before we left. Yeah. Right. So this puppy. And, uh, so I put on there like, you know, every hour, take the puppy out, you know, for potty training and that kind of stuff too. So it made a, a really big difference. And it was even funny. I told one of my, my daughters who's nine, one of the twins, 
I said, um, hey, you got to go you know, do this. She goes, no, I do that tomorrow. It's on the schedule. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I was like, cool. You're actually paying attention to it. So yeah. that's when I realized they really enjoy it. So that's they like awesome. that structure, you know, in that that's way. Really cool. So yeah, yeah, no, it was yeah. good, man. Um, yeah. So let's get to... Uh, well, I was, uh, was going to say, right? yeah, what are you excited? I mean, if you guys don't know, we have an event in September. September, mm-hmm. uh, you fly in on the 8th. It starts that evening. And it's the 9th, mm-hmm. 10th, and 11th, which is basically Thursday evening through Sunday, mm-hmm. uh, noonish or whatever. Uh, what are you most looking forward to on that? I'm looking forward to, I mean, the whole event's going to be fun. Uh, I, I enjoy like just the the fireside chats right mm-hmm. i enjoy those conversations and i think from day one day day two after we do different things and then being able to hang out with the guys afterwards where it's just kind of mellow um you know food's getting there and then and we're just sitting around the fire and just and, and chatting like you really kind of get to know people and yep. listening to their shared experiences and listening to um you know, that's where people tend to open up to a little bit, you know, kind of especially after they shared into something, you know, like, you know, whether it was the shooting or the next day on Saturday when we do that jiu-jitsu seminar and, uh, you know, you get, you know, having been a trainer for 15 years, right? People are very open when you're working with their body and diet and nutrition. So uh, jujitsu kind of similar, right? You know, you, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that because I, I think there's going to be some really, really interesting conversations that come out of that, the, you know, those days you know, with the guys. So. Yeah. I, I've been thinking about this a lot because we went to a banquet um, this weekend for my son's mm-hmm. band thing. And, and I was reflecting, like, I really just like spending time with my wife and my kids. It's like, it, like, that's what I love. And then I'm like, but I'm really excited about this event, but I hate stuff like the banquet. And I was like, what is, what is it? Mm-hmm. Well, what is it is that everybody coming to this event is going to have some similar interests, some similar goals, some similar drive. Yeah. And, and, um, and getting to know people kind of the men, other men who have similarities in some areas of life, but even if we're worlds apart in others, it almost doesn't matter because there's, there's areas where, you know, you get to hone in and you get to know people. And I'm just looking forward to that, that closer connection, I think is basically what you're saying. Yeah. As far as events, you know, everything, you know, the, the shooting, the, uh, getting introduced to Brazilian jiu-jitsu, um, I, I love rucking already. I better yeah. get my neck and shoulder fixed. Before. I mean, this is like six, <laughs> five months or four months away or whatever. And I'm yeah. like, I cannot put a shoulder pack over or a pack over my shoulder right now. I cannot roll jujitsu. I've got to get that fixed. But I'm just really super pumped about the entire thing. Um, I did commission one of our my buddies who has a um, a food service program. He he mm-hmm. fit fit field kind of fitness meals. He's yeah. coming. He's doing all of the cooking. So oh awesome. That's gonna be. I'm looking forward to good food. I like I like the fact that I can come eat really good food and not feel like I'm totally off base or I'm gonna be sick because it's crappy yeah. food. Yeah. Oh so, yeah. Um, I know that you know just that we're pouring so much into like the quality of the experience and the quality mm-hmm. of everything that's coming into it. So I'm really pumped. Yeah, and I think we're finding a good balance of. Uh, I think when we first start putting this together, you start thinking about how it's, it's almost, it's hard not to, because somebody's like, well, well, how do you plan the event? And the other part of it from my end of it, it was like, I'm trying to make sure, you know, like talking to you that we, you know, you and I were like, okay, well, let's not pack too much into it. Yeah, right. Cause be you can careful. overbook super easily. Right. Oh, yeah. Especially like when you start putting stuff together and people uh, want to start getting involved more. People want to get involved and not just from the standpoint of they want to come out, but they also want to do something, do a talk, present. It's just like, 
okay, are we inviting guys out to Montana to listen to 10 people speak in a day? Like, no, that's no. not what we want to do, right? Yeah. yeah. So there's a balancing act of like quality stuff, two, three, four hours of this, and then, all right, boom, downtime, right? Yep. And yep. Barbecues and yeah. So uh, I think we've got a really good balance of both. I do too. I, what I see, yeah. That's what I'm really excited about. And we actually have had a little bit of flexibility and and kind of like arranging this and laying it out. And I'm like, this is really cool because there's a lot of, a lot of both. And it's not like, have you ever gone to something and you're just like busy the entire time and you just don't yeah, have the much. time connect? Yeah. yeah, it's too much. You feel like you're running from one thing to another, you know? Yeah. And, um, and like I said, I get it. Like, you know, planning an event, I think part of it is like, as the event organizer, you're sitting there thinking to yourself, well, people are spending time and money to come out here. I want to make sure I'm giving them the most bang for their buck time-wise. And what ends up happening sometimes is, is like you you pack so much into it and then and you start you lose quality because of quantity, right? Yep. And it's like, well, we did 18 things today. It's like, oh, all right, well, <laughs> was any cool. of it good? Did you retain any of it? Were you able to like have like because I don't want them to have a, like like Rob, you know, Rob's doing a talk, right? I don't want them to do a talk with Rob and then um and then have to hurry him up and like run 30 guys over to like somewhere else or bring, you know what I mean? And not actually right. get to sit down and have a conversation, ask questions and, and really kind of get the benefit of what that is. Right. Um, right. Same thing with the jitsu. It wasn't a matter of like, um, like, Hey, we're going to go do a class and we're going to go lift weights and then we're going to go shoot. And then, like, no, like two different days. We're going to do like a three, four hour seminar. And I haven't even talked to you about, cause I know you talked to Travis, right? Yep. Yeah. So yeah. you've worked out some. Well, he, even he was like, Oh, three hours is like the max you want to be yes. rolling. You guys are yep, going to be, for sure. you guys are going to be trashed. Uh, yeah. but, and I'm like, yeah, we're going to be trashed, but, um, <laughs> yeah, he's going to, he's going to talk about business and life mm -hmm. and, and yeah. uh, he's got all sorts of stories to share, which I'm really he excited does. about. Yeah. So we got he, him. I mean, I had one guy ask me, he's like, well, is Rob going to run the seminar? I'm like, no, Rob's coach, his, his jujitsu whatever you call him is running. The yeah. It's like, Oh, that's cool. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Rob, Rob is, uh, I don't know what belt he is, but he's, he's been doing he's this. For a, yeah. He's been doing it for a yeah, day. He's, a he's been doing it for a while. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, but we're bringing in people like Jason Piccolo. I'm really excited. I've been getting to know Jason really well. Just a he's lot cool. of messaging back and forth. And, yeah. Um, he's going to be uh, doing the rock and also a speech. And I've read his book. Mm -hmm. uh, one of his books he sent to me and I, <laughs> I read it on a flight. It was pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, really enjoyed it. And, and getting a, the kind of the insight into his life as a whistleblower in the government, yeah. which was a this crazy story. Yeah. But there's so much more there. I'm really excited for. So. Oh, and JT, yeah, JT with yeah. the shooting. Uh -huh. I, I've chatted with JT. He's such a cool guy. So we got so some, interesting. Yeah. yeah. A family guy, interesting story and how he got out here to Montana and, and what he's doing now and so yeah. yeah man i think i think we put together you know without sounding too arrogant i think we put together a pretty sweet event you know yeah and, and i would uh, want to one i'd yeah, want to 100 yeah exactly because and, and that's what's so cool about this is the fact that this whole thing started with you saying like hey do you know of any good events and right and it's like well let's just make our own yeah. and and that's the, the the wonderful thing about this is we get to really kind of fine-tune it and i kept looking at it you know, and I know you and Josh were too, which was like, okay, is this something I would want to go do? Is this something where I would invest time and money into to go? Um, even when we were trying to figure out the cost, right? Like I just booked a, um, a jiu-jitsu seminar, right? In June, a Henry Aiken seminar. And, you know, I look at the cost of everything and then over five days and it's a great cost, but I, I put it in comparison to our event and I'm like, 
yeah, we're doing all this stuff too. And it's like this, yeah, we're we're good. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. talking to I was talking to Jason. Um, uh-huh. and he's like, he's been a part of a lot of events. And he's like, yeah. he's like, literally, Scott, I've been a part of events like this where guys will pay 30 grand. Yeah. I'm like, Isn't that weird? oh, yeah. And and I'm like, <laughs> okay. So he's like, it's it's a it's a massive value. But yeah, the the uh, you know, it's not like we're walking away. I'm like, I hope we come out even. <laughs> we're putting well, it all back into it. Yeah, especially for the first event. Yeah, man. it was. It's really like, like want to put on a really good event. Want to put you know, get some really great experiences, meet some great people, network, give give these guys. I'm like, I'm hoping to get a lot out of it, right? Even though we're like we're the one running the event. Oh, we've got just get... from meeting people and, yeah. and you know building relationships and 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 growing new ones, right? And um just like being able to do all of that uh from the standpoint like with the event itself like i'm really looking forward to like once it comes just like getting involved you know and and i think the other part of like not making it so jam-packed is where like we can't even enjoy it right because we're right. so busy running oh like, my you know what i mean that's why i like how how we we blocked it like we chunked it right you yep. know check the time here break check the time here break. you know what i mean so yep. um, yeah definitely helps too that we're doing it in a spot like you know where it's like i live here so like i mean we give guys a, an example we were having a conversation about um you know one event we were doing and then um later in the day where we would be and me being here i, I can say like oh that's only a 15 minute drive right. that's it you know what i mean logistics so it's got not, a little easier then. yeah it makes logistics yeah. a little bit easier for sure so versus like you know we all live in different areas and we booked a um you know four days out in like colorado and none of us had been out there before right so well, I, I do quarterly trips with men and we travel all over the place and i was just right. telling my wife we go somewhere new every single time i was just telling her like i'm ready for us to go to the same place every time because we find just we just finally find the place to go eat and the place to order food from and the place to go shopping at and i'm like yeah there's there's it's i like adventure in new places yeah. but also mm-hmm. to for things to run really smoothly you got to have a kind of those nailed down so yeah um uh, looking I'm looking forward to it for the same reason as you. And here's something I want to kind of nudge at some chords on is the fact that this is our first one. And I have mm-hmm. no intentions of of not doing more. The fact, you know, if you look back on some of the really, really big things, like would I have loved to have been part of, you know, Ryan Mickler's first get together yeah. and then kind of be like this, this legacy type thing where I was at every single one, I'd be like, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Cause you'd actually know who I was. And I'm not saying we're famous, but I'm saying, come be a part of the first one and yeah. kind of have that legacy spot because there, this is not the, in my mind, this is not the end. This is at least a once a year thing. Oh, for sure. Yeah. hundred percent. I, I, this falls right in the line. And actually here's the thing, the, uh, the trip to Ireland with my wife, um, she, she booked it for herself first. Right. Because it was like, Look, this is a bucket list of mine. I've been wanting to go to Ireland for a long time. I have family from there, like heritage. And uh, my 40th is coming up in July and our anniversary. So I'm going to book it around our anniversary if we can. And, and this is where it's like, and we can go do a whole separate podcast on this, on on how sometimes being selfish is really good for your marriage, right? Like doing Ooh. things for yourself. Yeah. But she's, and we talked about it. She's like, I'm going to book it. And then I'll message people I want to come, like her sisters. And and if anybody can come, great. If not, I don't. If it's by myself, she goes, I'm going. I was like, okay, cool. So she booked it. She booked her tickets. And then it was okay. If I can find a way to go, I'll go. If I can't, I can't. But you know. But her actually booking the trip put the flag down, saying, okay, here's the marker. I'm going on this day. 
if we are going to find somebody to watch the kids, but we have dates, we have times, we have like all that stuff too. So let's actually work on the logistics of it. So when this concept of putting an event on was an idea. And then it was like, okay, well, let's pick a date. And then once we started doing that and it became real, then all like the filling, like the work was actually starting to happen because we actually put it down. You know, it's like, okay, we are doing this. And we, and when we started booking people, like speakers and committed to them yeah. and sponsors and things like that, yeah. it's like, okay, this is real, you know? So, yeah. yeah. So you got it, you have to put some skin in the game. Like you have to really put it in. You can't just like say like, okay, maybe I'm going to kind of, I might like, oh, it didn't work out. Well, it didn't work out because you didn't plan for it to work out, you know? So you got to be honest with yourself. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to throw something out there is you can't afford it unless you force it. And it isn't that you can't afford it. It's just that you're not putting the value there. Mm -hmm. And one way to put the value there, and I learned this lesson myself, is just to pay and then you'll figure it out. And Mm -hmm. it's not like I can't afford it. It's like, how can I afford it? Because a trip like this, what we're doing, the things that we're actually doing aren't cheap. No, no. (laughs) And it's actually the the value of like what they're paying for and like what they're getting. It's like, like I was saying, so the cost of the event I know seminars for jujitsu that cost that much just for like a three day seminar, right? Right, right? And they're getting like jujitsu, shooting, ruck, like all the stuff too, food, you know what I mean? Like yeah. all these different things, the speakers, you know? So it's a huge value. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Well, I, yeah, I, I'm excited. I am too. So again, uh, like thanks, man. Thanks for hopping on with me. Been, yeah. No, I'm, 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 I'm happy, man. It's been, uh, it's been long overdue. It gets me back yep. into the groove of, uh, of the podcasting here. So uh, yeah. Um, those vocal cords. Yeah. So we got so September 9th, tenth, eleventh, right? Yep. Fly in the eighth. Fly Fly in the eighth, right? And then you got the event up. Awesome, man. I'm looking forward to it. Yep. Are you gonna come out earlier, like you were planning potentially? Yeah, at least a day. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, oh, yeah. No, I need to come. I I need to come. I mean, like in the next few months. Well, next few, bro. We're in May. (laughs) I need to come like September. So we got May, and it's already May 9th, right? So next week is mid-May, and then we got June, July, August, and the events in September. So we're like four months out from you. Come very soon. (laughs) Yeah, I I was one thing that's on my list is to talk to you about dates because I don't want to come and then be wandering around by myself. But uh, yeah, yeah, Uh, I am going to come up. We're going to check it out, and um, I know. Uh, check out Leland's place is where mm-hmm. the, the homeland is for yep. like, he's like right on the lake. So we'll, we'll check out his bonfire pit, make sure it's up to par uh, sure. <laughs> and check out uh, meet Travis and all the guys and, yep. um, and kind of pave, you can pave the way for us. Uh, but uh, like one last time, guys, if you want to get on this, get on it, like just do it, make the commitment. Mm-hmm. I think the value is obviously there. Uh, if anybody's barking about the money, just do it. It'll pay yep. off. It's it's good for you. It's good. Well, you for even your made it to where they can do it in payment plans too. So yeah, that's six months, affordable. no interest. Yeah. Six yeah. months, no interest. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. PayPal financing. Just click the financing link, and you you got you got half a year to to, to figure it out. You have longer mm-hmm. than that if you want, but half a year to figure it out without any any um, kickback. So, uh, brotherhoodfatherhood.com/slash/events. Um, yeah, that's that's how you find it. If you can't find it, then just shoot Alex or I a message. We're on Facebook, yep. Instagram, and uh, and yeah, that's where you'll find us. <laughs> Alex Jowdy and Scott Ramage. Thanks a lot, it. Alex. All right, man. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Brotherhood of Fatherhood podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, be sure to share it with your friends, your family, and follow us on social media. 
If you are a father, make sure you join our Facebook group, The Brotherhood of Fatherhood. Hit the subscribe button and tune in next time for more podcasts from The Brotherhood of Fatherhood.